Computer, initialize Holosuite. The hell you will. The vaunted Q continuum. Self-anointed guardians of the universe. How dare you come aboard this ship and endanger this crew with your personal tug of war. Thank you for joining us on the Janeway, the Voyager podcast, where my co-host, whose own personal kink is to pretend to be a scarecrow in the queue continuum so everyone can peck at her, Suzanne Williamson, and I, Liam Smart, look at Voyager episodes to work out whether our favourite captain has done things in the right way, the wrong way, or the Janeway. I told you that in confidence. You weren't supposed to tell everybody. But look, no shame on anyone's kink. If you want to be a scarecrow and have people from the queue continuum come and peck at you... Then that's your call. Honestly, who wouldn't want that? Oh, John Delancey pecking at them. Well, yeah. I mean, and I, Lady Q, Susie Plaxton. Oh yeah, Susie Plaxton. Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I wouldn't. Know and Corbin Burnson. Yeah. Who's that? Is that the guy who played he was Queen? In, no, in Q two. TNG. Oh, okay. I thought Q2, no, Garrett, oh, he was Garrett Q2. Graham was Quinn. Okay, I'm glad you know all these actor names, because I don't. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I know random shit sometimes, be, but not all the time. Don't be sorry, I've got no idea. I just watch the episodes and be like, oh yeah, dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Lube. <laughs> oh no, let's not start that again. Before we get started with the episode today, why la la? Never mind. We can't speak English. <laughs> no, no, I can't. Before we get started with the episode today, we are going to tell you that you should follow us on Twitter at the Jane underscore way. There you can find all the posts, all the things, all the fun, all the naughty bits. Hmm. Haven't posted a naughty thing for a while. That's true. Slacker. It's because I don't come up with my own content. I just retweet people's dirty contents. <laughs> That's the best type of content, though. It's you're sharing other people's yeah. warped ma- imaginations. And sharing and other such. people's kinks, like I've already done. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So what's new with you, Suzanne, since last we recorded? We're back to ourselves now. Shah is obviously not here because she was a guest. Last episode. That was so much fun. It was. I have been doing nothing. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm guessing you've been working. I've been working, but my house- And killing ants. Fucking ants. Oh, so many ants. Since all the water and all the rains and all the flooding, I swear like there's heaps more ants in my house right now. But I got some water through my house in the Queensland flood event. So that was a fun experience. Although it wasn't from a river. It was just thunderstorm runoff. Yeah, things got a bit wet. So and I got a how you get ants. I th- is, that, is that how it works? <laughs> because fucking they're everywhere. 
I can't stop them, and the fucking idiot landlords put dark grey carpet in, so as soon as they come off of the skirting board onto the carpet, I can't track where they're going because I can't see them. Yep. Oh, God, I just lost connection to my mouse. Oh, no. <laughs> Is everything ants. dead? <laughs> it's not ants. You got no. an ant. Uh, your damn ants are messing with my computer now. Keep them to yourself. Oh, God. I mean, I've got plenty. I mean, at least they're not big ants. They're like those tiny little sugar ants that you're looking for things. And It'd be more exciting if they were the giant ants. You know, no. like the ants from them. No, inch ants are terrible. Nobody wants an inch ant in their house. I have no idea what an inch ant is. An ant, an inch long, and they're about a centimeter off the ground. You have the craziest shit in Australia. Seriously. <laughs> Everything wants to kill you. They hurt when they bite. But I don't think we get inch ants in Queensland. I haven't seen them. we got fire ants, though. Oh, we have tons of fire ants. We also have these things called cow killers. Cow killers? Yes, I don't know that they actually kill a cow, but when they sting you, it hurts. Is it an ant? Motherfucker. It is an ant. It is red. Oh. Red and fuzzy and... Ugh. Ew, gross. I mean, yeah, you have weird shit in America, too. We have weird-ass people here, yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, very much so. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have lizards in the house. I've got three little geckos that are wandering around. One lives on top of the air conditioning vent. <laughs> Do they eat ants? I fucking think they should do. Um, I almost had a cane toad in my house. That was exciting. Oh, lovely. Don't lick it. No, I won't lick it. Don't worry. <laughs> Although it might. It might. Fucking go away. <sighs> Sorry, there's another ant on my desk. They're all getting murdered. There's going to be a lot of murder happening in this episode. So, Suzanne, we have a bit of an episode today that has yes. a little bit of a... I wouldn't call it a dark side. What, what what would we call it? It's a potentially triggering episode yes. that we've watched today. Yes, this could be very triggering. Um, it is Death Wish, and it obviously deals with suicide. Obviously, on the Janeway, we're very much a podcast that likes to take the piss out of Voyager, mm-hmm. out of love, and we're not going to treat this episode any differently because it is still an episode of Voyager but I do want people to be aware that we do take seriously some of the things that were brought up in this episode Mm -hmm. and that if you are having any difficulties I mean I did pick out a few services across where we know some of our listeners are so if people are feeling triggered at all or having issues themselves and wants to reach out to people. I mean, you can always talk to us. I mean, we're yes. <laughs> definitely not qualified, but <laughs> you can always reach out to us. Or there's, if you're in Australia and New Zealand, there's Lifeline. If you're in the UK and USA, there's the National Su- Suicide Prevention Hotline. In Canada, the Crisis Services Hotline. And in Germany, the Telefon Seelsorge. I'm really sorry. I can't Your German is terrible. <laughs> well, I, I must say that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when I was looking it up, that's what it said, and I don't know how to pronounce German, but I do know we have listeners in Germany. So I wanted to just make a point. 
So if yeah, if you are struggling, reach out to those um, who are capable of talking, and talking is the first step to helping yourself. Yes, it is. And on that note, death wish. Q. What's your thoughts, Suzanne, on this episode? What is your deepest, darkest thoughts, other than being a scarecrow, of course? I can actually remember the first time seeing this episode when it first aired, and I was like, oh my god, Q's coming to Forager. This is amazing! Mm -hmm. I was excited, and I wasn't let down. No. It was a good episode. There were struggles, apparently, in the writer's room on how to bring Q on board Star Trek Voyager, Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's... Kind of like how it is with Discovery, how Michael Burnham always ends up in the universe-saving position. Like, why does it always happen that Q turns up on the ships that the TV show is following around kind of thing? And they were having trouble for a while, and it turned out that it was one of the producer's sons that came up with the idea of how to... Really? Yeah, of how to introduce Q onto the ship was Michael Piller's son, who said, well, why don't you bring a different Q onto the ship and mm-hmm. say that somehow they need some help with humans and that's how you would bring the current Q or the Q that we all know by John Delancey on board. Didn't come up with the suicide stuff. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's a good thing that they brought him on board. I mean, yeah, Q can be a polarizing character and spoilers for Star Trek Picard, I'm quite enjoying what he's done so far. But really, again, the English not happening very well tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Why did Picard pick up on Q not being, I don't like, in his right mind or something? I I didn't pick up on that. I'm like, what? What? And I even rewatched it. I'm like, I don't, what are you talking about? I mean, he seemed a little bit more agitated. Maybe. Well, yeah. Instead of playful. He had to age himself, you know. That can take a lot out of you. (laughs) For someone who's omnipotent (laughs) and immortal, that's, yeah, you know. Yeah. Such a problem. But I'm so far, like I know I said, and this is a recording that's done after only episode two. So by the time this comes out, Mm. there'll be episode four and I may have a different, you know, opinion. Uh, But so far, I'm really enjoying season two of Picard. And season four of Discovery took an okay turn this week with the emotional... I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? Oh, okay. Okay. I won't say anything then. (laughs) You've seen the previous week's one, haven't you? Yes. Okay. Well, then I can say that I don't mind the emotional hydrocarbons now. Okay. And that's, that's all I'll say. Because I thought they were fucking dumb to start with. <laughs> <laughs> it made me kind of think of um, the Voyager episode Memorial. I hate that episode. <laughs> I, I don't like that episode either. But that's what it made me think of. I was like, is this just a memorial that they you know, set up? I don't, I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah, I won't get to watch that episode until Monday. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, stay off Twitter. Yeah. Yes, and I won't say anything more about I have it. Been. Uh, moving swiftly along to this episode. (laughs) With Death Wish, there wasn't any reviews that I wanted to go through because I didn't quite deem it appropriate to find any ridiculous reviews. 
mm-hmm. or Death Wish, but from what I did read, the overwhelming majority say that it's a positive episode. And yeah. I feel that Janeway really... No, I'll save that for the end. So, are we ready to get going with it? Yes. Okay, so we open Death Witch... Witch? Death Witch? Oh, it's like a sandwich. <laughs> a Death Witch sandwich. Pastrami. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we're, they're on the bridge when they open this episode. They find a comet, but it's not quite like one that they've ever seen before. It's something <laughs> that, you know, something new, something that they've never quite investigated. And mm-hmm. what does that bring you to believe? Janeway getting very excited. Yes, I, I wrote down science. Let's beam aboard something we don't know again. That's a standard Janeway right there. Exactly. I mean, what could it be? It could be absolutely anything on there. They've already beamed a bit of Star on board many, many episodes ago, and it was an alien. I mean, mm-hmm. what could happen with this comet that they don't know what it's made up of? Let's let's find out. We could blow up the whole ship, but let's find out. Let's bring it on board. That is 100% a Janeway. Straight oh, up. Oh, yeah, totally. Off to a good start. So she tells Harry to lock on to something, and Harry says, oddly, I've had no trouble penetrating the crust. And it's like... <laughs> That's the only time he can say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I thought. I thought it was a strange choice of words. They could have just said, yeah, no problem, Captain, this is pretty easy, or... or I've got a lock on something. Yeah, not, I'm having great pleasure in penetrating this crust of this comet. That's what makes it a sandwich. It has crust. <laughs> death witch. Penetrate the death witch. So we have a quick shot down in te- teleportation room. Oh, my God. My English is going to be bad, too. In transporter room, too. And what have they beamed on board? A dude in a Star Trek outfit. At least there was a containment field this time. Well, yeah, that sort of... Yeah. You just walked Because a lot of times off. there's no containment field and it's like, oh, yeah, crap. Yep. We should have one of those. Did he say that he was a Q before the credits or after the credits? I mean, I only watched it an hour and a half ago, but I can't remember. Oh, I watched it last night and I can't remember. Mm. It was after a glass of wine, so. Yeah, <laughs> I might have a little bit of a hangover this morning. Oh. Yes. So, no alcohol for me today. <laughs> Which is probably a good thing. I shall drink for you. Thank you. After the credits, we're still in the transporter room, and the guy says, I'm assuming it is at this point, that he says that he's Q. And, of course... I I remember yelling out, Hey! Hey, it's Dr. Pankow from Parker Lewis Can't Lose. I've got... You bring up all of these shows and movies, and I've just never seen them. I just remember that when the first time I watched it, I was like, Oh, I know you! Oh, well... Is that a show that I should also pretend like I'm going to watch? Oh, my gosh. Did you not watch Office Space? Haven't had time. Dude. Although we were talking- No, you can skip Parker Lewis. Okay. As long as I watch Office Space. But we were saying last night, or somebody was saying that I needed to watch Office Space as well. So, I feel like it's a uh, sign. It is. It's it's a must-see. So, Janeway's furious. She all but, like, screams red alert because she's like, fuck, I don't need this shit in my life. Just wanted to beam a bit of comment on board. Uh, get it, end up with a damn cue. <laughs> it's like, ugh, really got to stop beaming shit. <laughs> <laughs> Will she ever learn her lesson? 
I don't think so. It's the boner talking. It is. Before she can really do anything, Q whisks her, well, what should we call this dude? Alternate, alternative Q? So we, don't we can get call him Quinn because that's what it, the name he ends up choosing. We'll call him Quinn then because he chooses, even though we don't know that until the end of the episode. So Quinn whisks her to the mess hall, makes her some food, which is nice, I guess. I and mean, she's not having any bar of it. But Rabbit? What a no, weird... No, it's, it's not Rabbit. Welsh Rarebit is just cheese. Oh, is it? I thought it was Rabbit. Yeah. Oh, that's but what Neelix... Way- that's what Neelix was confused by because it's, yeah, it's kind of said as Welsh rabbit, but it's Welsh rarebit. It's, oh. It's cheese. It's okay. really good. I love that stuff. Uh, I've never had it, but oh my God. that makes my note of saying rabbit question mark, not my cup of tea. Oh, rabbit is good. Mm. Hassenpfeffer. What? Is that another German word? That is a German word. Oh, how can I mispronounce that one? <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's ways you could. But I, I enjoyed Neelix being worried about losing his chef job. I thought that was cool as well because, I mean, it's, it's all he knows that he's useful for. He should be worried because, damn it, nobody wants your stupidly all root crap. Oh, he could put this rabbit in Leola Root's do. Put some cheese on it. It's all good. Oh, my God, I made enchiladas the other night. And my issue with enchiladas oh, is I put, like, 500 grams, which I don't know what that is in your weird, shitty system of measurements. Um, yeah. But I put, like, half a kilogram of mozzarella on it. <laughs> so it's just, like, cheese. Mozzarella on an enchilada? Yeah. You have cheese on it. Can't put cheddar mm. on it. What cheese would you put on it? No, enchilada? queso fresco. What does that mean? Free of cheese? (laughs) (laughs) Fresh cheese? (laughs) Or you could put like a quesadilla cheese on there. Oh, I don't know where to get that in the shop. Or a Mexican blend. I'd have to have looked hard for that. I don't think that's a possibility within my budget. (laughs) Ah. Cheese is very expensive. Yeah, cheese has gotten kind of crazy, although pretty much everything now has gotten Oh, God, fucking petrol. Jackass. Yes, fuck you, Putin. I mean, I couldn't get an Uber home from the city last night because of no one being able to afford petrol. But, I mean, I suppose that really is a first world problem and we should not be complaining because of what's happening in actual Ukraine. Although, fun fact, the way I've got my um, things lined up, my little Mm -hmm. shitty post-it notes is a Ukrainian flag. Happy coincidence. Awesome. Happy coincidence. Wow. Unhappy. I don't know. I think I should move on from that. <laughs> um, so then Q or Quinn starts saying, oh, thank you for releasing me from captivity. And Janeway's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? But he's going around then talking to Neelix being like, oh, you're so like mortal or whatever. And he sort of envies <laughs> Kess's nine years. And this is where we find out that he essentially wants to die. Yeah. So then he starts giving this really long speech, which I tried stopping and writing. Now, listeners, if this episode comes across disjointed, it's because there's so much dialogue that I was struggling to write it all down and it would have taken me more than an hour and a half to two hours to watch the episode. He has a good speech and then, you know, he tries to do something. Was it tried to kill himself then? I can't remember. But he makes yes, that, it- That's the end of me 
and he makes a little finger thing, and then all the men disappear. Yeah. As, um, <laughs> I thought that was a bit of a strange choice to have all the men disappear. I don't quite know. No, it's, well, you can't really have all the women disappear because then you don't have Captain Chainway. That's true, but they could have made it a bit more all the people with brown hair or something. Mm. I don't know. But anyway, and that probably played it up or set it up for the Joker later with John Delancey, which as sexist as it was, was quite funny. Oh, the ship of the Valkyries. Yes. 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 I like that line. So he sort of is like, oh, I apologize for the inconvenience. I can't bring them back. It's like, <laughs> bro. I'll just be on my way. It's like, see ya. <laughs> I won. Catch you later. You don't need your men. That is a typical Q thing to do, though. Yes. For all Q. Yes. It's like, ah, I messed up, but uh, oh well. It's like, yeah. Peace. Oh, it's not my Peace, problem. Peace, <laughs> And then we get proper cue, John Delancey showing up. Yes. Then we're on the bridge, and we're on the bridge, I think, for a fair amount of time. Mm-hmm. So they're starting to argue about what he's done and that the humans aren't meant to be in the Delta Quadrant for another hundred years, which makes me laugh because isn't that where the TNG people were flung? Yeah, he flung them there. Yeah. Then they're not supposed to be there for a hundred years. So... Why would normal Q be complaining about that? And wouldn't he also know about uh, Captain Ransom and his crew being there and they're human and, let's see, Annika's parents? Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. Because don't the Q know everything, don't they? I think so. Or they pretend to. I think that's probably more like it. I reckon they all pretend to, really. Yeah. I have a nitpick about Q's lips. Uh, okay. Why did they use such a dark lip color on him? It looks freaking weird. He can't. Yeah, I was trying to work out what looked a bit. Oh, uh, and I just, I, I can't stop staring at his lips. I'm like, eh, because he does not look like that in TNG or Deep Space Nine. He has normal lips, and now he has like these dark brown worm-looking things on his face. Maybe that was. Is that happening in the Q and the Grey and... I don't think so. Q, the other one. Q, who? No, Q, two. No. Q, Q. <laughs> Q squared. Q squared. <laughs> <laughs> Q, Q. <laughs> I don't remember. That'll be like a pickup line. Ah, oh, in the Q continuum. They'll be like, ah, oh, you're too cute. Hey, pick up line. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, fine. That wasn't a good pick up line. I don't think you could ever pick up, use a pick up line with the Star Trek thing. I mean, I... Come on, try and pick up, think of a pick up line right now that involves Star Trek. Uh, hailing frequencies are open. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was going to go with something with stun or that, but I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> it's like, show me your phaser and set it to stun. <laughs> or uh, is your phaser set to stun? Because you're knocking me out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, this is terrible. 
Oh, fuck. I can't even think of any. I was trying to think of something that's really hard in the um, Star Trek universe, and I can only think of Rock Talk. And I'm like, that's a child. <laughs> so, oh, Rock Talk. I love her. Oh. She's my favorite. I like the Goomy thing. The Goomy thing? Yeah, it's not Goomy. Goomy is a Pokemon, but. Um, Murph? Yeah, that thing. Murph. Murph. Which has to be an A scene. Okay. <sighs> Will we ever find out? Probably not. So they are going for quite a while. And then apparently it's like, oh, this is what happens when uh, we put a woman in the captain's chair. Didn't appreciate that comment. Yeah. But I did appreciate that. Then he then notices that all the women and did the ship of the Valkyries because I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but You finally did away with your men. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> but the woman in the captain's chair is like, I wonder if this is a comment on a back behind the scenes thing. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. However, it, it might be, it's possibly not. But I think Kate Mulgrew did say that Death Wish was one of the first episodes where they allowed her to have an input into how Janeway's character reacts to things. And from then on, she had full control pretty much over Janeway. Cool. So this 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 oh, should have been damn it. Well, we all know the issues that happen like with her hair and with all sorts yeah. of shit in um season one and early season two. So uh, then he realizes what Quinn's plan is and it's like, oh, they're trying to commit suicide. Now do Americans say suicide funny or is that no, just we say the- suicide. Okay, because it sounded like he said shoe like all stew. Like a really sort of weird way of saying it. And then Tuvok did it earlier. Maybe he bit his tongue during lunch break and now he's dealing with like a little lisp situation. Oh, okay. I don't know. (laughs) I'm making shit up. And that's that's pretty much what we do on this show is make shit up. Yes. Yes, we do. Ant. Death. Okay. Fucking ants. (laughs) Then he then he then he goes and looks at Chicote because Chicote's all like huh huh when they get like snapped back and yes. Q goes up really close to his face and was like tattoo or facial artwork how very wilderness of you <laughs> and, <it's> like, <laughs> and Janeway's look to Chicote was just like don't just don't <laughs> <laughs> trust me don't don't it's like do not engage I'm not yeah. fucking this guy don't think I am. Not going to do it. So Quinn is then, you know, decided that he wants asylum because he doesn't want to go back to this prison thing that he's been in and he sees this Mm -hmm. is the way to make himself mortal and be able to die, essentially. So then all disagreements happen and to try and get away from Q, Quinn takes them to basically the Big Bang. I was like, oh. That's that's where I always like to hide. It's like just subtle, you know. And then Q turns up next to Balana's console, and Balana's just like, this ship will not survive the formation of the cosmos. Just so nonchalantly <laughs> just saying that, yeah, we're fucked. It was awesome. We're fucked. <laughs> so then they go and completely flip out and turn into something that's the size of protons. Now, I'd have liked to have known what they would have been in. Yeah. Whether they were just in air, like space air or whatever, or whether they were inside Water. someone or 
Like, that would have been cool, like the magic school bus. Hey, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and be like inside, I don't know, Harry and Kim or something. Yeah. I think most people know that they, things go inside him more than not. And yeah. then my favorite one was they got turned into a Hallmark Christmas decoration. I love that. I wrote down, it's the original Hallmark Voyager. I wonder if that gave them the idea to make Christmas ornaments of Voyager or whether that was sort of a way to... I think they were already... Doing them. Going to do that because they were already making them with TOS, TNG. Okay. Doing all that. So potentially that could have been a marketing ploy for the Hallmark Christmas ornament. It probably was. And it worked on me because I want to go and look one up. I have one. Yay. Lucky you. <laughs> Q is like, oh, you can't hide from me. Queen's all like, yes, I can. I'll like fix us for eternity. And then Jamo's just like, fuck you. The hell you will. <laughs> and then my favorite comment is the vaunted Q continuum, self-anointed guardians of the universe. And it's like, aren't you a self-anointed guardian of the Delta Quadrant, Jamie? Well, yes, but that's the Delta Quadrant, not the entire universe. I mean, if she could, it would be the entire universe. Oh, hell yes, she would. So, do you think that there's a, a little decision in there saying that comment, that she's like, I'm the one that needs to look after the universe? Or do you reckon- It's, that's a, it's a twinge of jealousy in there. There is a twinge of jealousy. Mm-hmm. You're right. How dare you come aboard this ship and endanger this crew with your own personal tug of war? That's my job. <laughs> it's like, I'm the one that goes to places and offers my help when it's not needed. I'm the one that fucks things over. I'm the one that does I everything. I beam shit onto the ship and endanger my crew. <laughs> is there a Janeway jealousy decision in there? Yes. There is a, Jane, there's a bit of a Janeway in there? Yeah, I thought there was. There's a bit of a Janeway. So then we have another one straight up the bat. She's like, fine, <laughs> fuck it. I'll have an asylum. And we'll have a hearing. <laughs> and I'm the judge because, <laughs> because I'm the Janeway. I'm the self-anointed guardian of this ship, <laughs> of this quadrant, of this galaxy. I wanted to do a hearing. Is that, mm-hmm. is what, what kind of decision is that? Because she doesn't technically have to have a hearing to provide. No, she doesn't. Although he did ask for asylum. Yeah, but that's not. So by her, by her, you know, Turning away from that, that's not very Starfleet of her. That's true. But she, I suppose she says that there is a clear procedure to follow. Mm-hmm. And that she will follow that to the letter because, you know, rules be rules when it suits her. <laughs> <laughs> Until it doesn't. And then to help with them. Mm. So do you think following... The rules is the right way, or it is the right way. Yes, anointing so herself. The rules. Okay, all right. We'll we'll take it as a right way. Probably won't be many of these this episode now. anyway. <laughs> but then Q's like, "Well, this is going to put you in an awkward situation because you're either going to decide whether this person basically spends eternity in jail, mm-hmm. or allow them to kill themselves." So it's a choice between death or incarceration which she's already doing that with lawn Suter. oh yeah that's a good point because he's stuck in incarceration for the rest of his mm-hmm. life essentially because of how long yeah. it's going to take the ship to get home yeah. she didn't have a problem doing that well no and she didn't want to kill him 
Yeah. And she obviously doesn't want Quinn to kill himself because she's very, I don't know. Mm. It, 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 it already came across that she's like, what? No, mm. why are you doing that? Like, what's going on? So. <laughs> okay. So then we go into this room and I'm not entirely sure where it is. Whether it's like an office of Tuvox or something. Or Tuvox Or maybe they just revamped the the briefing room. Okay. Well, this is not for no the idea. this isn't for the hearing. This is like a weird scene with Tuvok beforehand where Quinn is like, I want you oh, to yeah. be my um I think that was just like Tuvok's quarters, maybe? Okay. Then we'll call it quarters. I do like how Quinn just showed up and Tuvox was like, Maybe omnipotence has provided you with no manners. <laughs> It's like, oh, a bit of sass from you, Mr. Tuvok. Always the sass. Tuvok's then talking to him and trying to find some form of tactical advantage over Q because, you know, he's the tactical officer. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what he does. But then, yeah, Tuvok's asked to be Quinn's representative to fight for him, of which he agrees. We do find out that Vulcans have euthanasia, which is kind of... It's logical. I mean, it is if you're suffering. I think euthanasia... Mm provided it's done on the right circumstances and the right mm-hmm. decision, is something that is more dignified. It is. I mean, we, we do that for our pets. Mm. Why can't we do that for our other family members? Unless it goes as far as it did in the Harry Kim and the Spiderwebs episode. Oh, <laughs> I'm doing this for the insurance, damn it. <laughs> I've got a gammy leg. I'm off to the, I'm off to the killing chamber. <laughs> or Logan's run, you reach a certain age and and you're off. <laughs> you're done in. Or is that like is a Stargate Atlantis episode that I think is like that that all the adults die at a certain age or something as well? Was that a Star Trek episode? Was it a Star Trek episode? I thought it was a Stargate Atlantis episode. I think there was a, an original series episode like that. Oh, I haven't seen the original series. Oh, and then there was TNG with David Ogden Stiers. I don't know who acting actors are. Timison. I also don't remember. Oh, Timison. Yeah, the one that um, yeah. um, with, I, I was um, going to call her Aurora Voxana. <laughs> Aurora Borealis. Yes. <laughs> I thought the Aurora Borealis today. More like Aurora Borealis, that episode. Anyway. <gasps> you leave my girl alone. No. no. No, I like her. I just The episode was a bit eh. Oh, I really like that episode. Okay. Uh, sure. I'll, I'll just agree. <laughs> so then we go to this weird revamped room that we're talking about for the hearing. And the proceedings are now starting. And there is a missed opportunity here. A big missed opportunity. So he goes, Madam Captain... In a very serious manner. This is Q. I'm sorry, you cut out for a second. Oh, it's fucking internet. It's because I'm on the other side of the house. Can you hear me still? Can you hear me? Okay, I got you back now. Yes. Uh, what were you saying? Yes. What was the last bit that you heard me say? Missed opportunity. Oh, there was a big missed <laughs> opportunity here. So Q calls J-Mate Madam Captain. Mm-hmm. Now, in my opinion... You know how he calls Picard Mon Capitaine? Mon Capitaine, yes. This should have been Madame Capitaine. I think it would have been the perfect sort of addition. Well, I think he does that because Picard's French. Ah, yeah, that's true. Or, you know, supposed to be French. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what's, 
once is she from Iowa? No, she's from Indiana. Oh, same thing. Um, <laughs> Iowa, Indiana, Illinois. Illinois. Well, they're all just hick states, aren't they, in the middle somewhere? They they are kind of in the middle. Yes. Yeah, that's my, they're all in the middle. They're all the same. <laughs> I don't know my American <laughs> geography. I know Chicago's in <laughs> Illinois. Yes, Chicago's in Illinois. Yes. And apparently Bloomington is in Indiana, which is not Iowa. Which is nothing like Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh, okay. What about Indianapolis? Is that in Indiana? That is in Indiana, yes. Okay. Is that the same as Des Moines or the same as Chicago? I've never been to Indianapolis, so I can't really say. Okay. But I've been to Chicago and I've been to Des Moines. Des Moines sounds like a terrible name for a town. So anyway, calls her Madam Captain, which she's obviously not very happy about. And some talk happens, but then Janeway asks Q why he wants to commit suicide. Or Quinn, sorry, asks. Mm -hmm. She asks Quinn. Fucking too many Qs in this uh, thing. And he basically says that his life is essentially devoted or there's an obligation to follow a path which he doesn't feel obligated to do so anymore. He kind of wants to choose his own path, and his own path is essentially ending his life, which is an interesting view on it, I think. Well, that and we don't really get to know or understand just how long he's been alive. Yeah, we, we still – I mean, there was a 10 millennia comment, I think, at one point, yeah. which – is it's a long time to be alive and mm-hmm. to entertain yourself. No wonder he was a scarecrow. And the dog. Mm. So normal Q asks to have an expert as to how this would affect the Q continuum. So, of course, he calls himself. And the little <laughs> conversation at the beginning was so good between both John Delancey and John Delancey. Like, oh, I'm, yes. I'm like, oh, I feel like only he or the doctor would have the ability to... <laughs> do that to kind. pull that off yeah. yeah yeah so he starts talking about um that it would have unknown consequences because no one has ever offed themselves in the q continuum before and he reckons that it could cause i guess irrevocable damage to the continuum mm-hmm. because it's something that's not been done before and sort of makes the idea that Quinn is mentally unbalanced for wanting to do so. Yeah. Which is interesting. It turns out that Quinn was the great philosopher and that realistically, if he reckons that suicide is the only mentally unbalanced thing or whatever, then it's a faulty premise. Then I'm not sure whether I agree with the next line whereby they're sort of saying that, and this is quite hard, but Tuvo says in many cultures, suicide is acceptable and in of itself cannot be used as evidence of mental illness. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I fully understood what he was trying to say there. I think he's likening it to um, euthanasia, which is a form of suicide. Okay. Because in terms of suicide in a non-euthanasia way, 
Mm-hmm. It, wouldn't it be deemed as a mental health issue? There's more often than not, yes, some mental issue going on. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it could be. But since we don't really understand so much about our brains and how they work, mm-hmm. I'm sure there also could be some instances where it has nothing to do with mental illness. Hmm. Uh, okay. It's just it's, it's quite an interesting. I am not a professional, nor no. do I play one on TV. <laughs> I am definitely not a professional either. No, it's. I just wondered whether it was a comment that shouldn't have been made, or but it's more because I didn't understand the comment essentially. So. I think he was just likening it to his own knowledge yeah. on the situation on suicide okay. and with Vulcans having euthanasia. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose in that case, yeah, it, it sort of works out. Okay, and then you get the the. You all right? Oh, so my stupid internet's so bad. What the fuck? Yeah, where'd you go? Am I still here? <laughs> I'm like, it's like you're there, and then I'm, you're not. Oh, uh, so. it's because the internet. The only internet port is the other side of my house, so it's got to get like mm. up from the front to the back of the house and diagonally so it's like as far as possible away from it as it could be you need a a mesh system a what system it's like a booster oh okay well if it gets too much in future i'll just do the podcast from downstairs (laughs) that works too i want to see more of the place so yes i mean there's ants (laughs) i know i've seen the ants can we move on from the ants? <laughs> move, move on I from the ants. The we lizards. can't move on from the ants. No. Oh, the lizards. Oh, fuck knows where they are. There's one that lives under the bathroom door or above the bathroom door. Anyway, so. <laughs> he likes to watch you pee. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's trying to say dreadnought. <laughs> <laughs> That's his new name. Although I did come across a oh, dreadnought the other day. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, well, then. <laughs> but TMI for you, but anyway. <laughs> so we find out that Q, the Q continuum has executed Qs for their crimes before. So Qs have died, but normal Q was like, oh, well, this was needed and it what they did and the crime was what upset the fabric of the continuum, not mm-hmm. the killing of them. Whereas in this case, he argues that killing or Q- Quinn killing himself would be the thing that upsets the fabric of the continuum. Yeah. Kind of like suicide is outlawed. Mm. But, uh, capital punishment. It, yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Should be right. Yeah. So it's an argument Mm-mm. between social. No, 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 sir. No. What? Capital punishment is not the right answer. I don't think capital punishment is the right answer either. Um, I would far rather, if it's beyond reasonable doubt that the person has done something fucked up, you do something else to them. Mm. Not kill them. Like, try and rehabilitate them. Rehabilitate. But if they're not responsive to that, then I I chop something off their arm or hand or whatever i'm a bit violent i i notice i'm just like lock them away <laughs> lock them away forever on a yeah. comment for them Lawn to be suitor them <laughs> <laughs> so 
Q then decides to bring on three people on the ship for what Quinn has touched in the past. He brings on Riker, who had the comment with Taddeus Riker, who, you know, got carried by Quinn in the Civil War of 1860-something or other, and that Riker wouldn't be there otherwise. We have mm-hmm. Isaac Newton and the dodgy apple on the tree sort of thing. And then we've got... Yeah, what was that about? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. And then we've got Ginsberg. Now, you're going to have to tell me because yeah. I don't know who that guy is. Is he famous? I have no idea. you got no idea either? Okay. <laughs> I know right. nothing of the Woodstock other than, like, Jimi Hendrix played and Shauna Na was there. That's all I knew. <laughs> Let's see if I can Google Maury Ginsberg. He's an American theatre, film and television actor, best known for his recurring roles as Stephen Benowitz in season two of Jessica Jones and Simon White on season two of NBC's Manifest. Ginsberg is a graduate of... I think that's a different Ginsberg. <laughs> you reckon? It's the same name. <laughs> Comes up in the same pictures. Maybe I'll... Uh, there's a spotlight up right over a town. Is he a real character? I don't know if this guy's real. He's definitely a different person because... So they maybe just made that shit up. I just don't understand. Surely... That- well, wasn't he, like, didn't they say he became an orthodontist? Yeah. So look like Ginsburg, orthodontist. Maybe I'll Google that. Woodstock. <laughs> Ginsberg, orthodontist, Brisbane. No, I don't want to search for Ginsberg orthodontists in Brisbane. Um, Woodstock. There we go. What does this come up as? Just the memory alpha page. I. So, yeah, he was a fake dude. What was the point? Fucking. I don't know, tying it to Woodstock. Because, you know, there has to be something 20th century in there. Yeah, has to be. That's true, but ugh, I thought she's just like, oh no, Suzanne's gonna be like, well, you don't know who this fucking guy is. What the hell? <laughs> well then, good job I don't have to have the um, some of listeners telling me that I don't know who someone is again because I feel really bad whenever that happens. <laughs> so anyway, that that was the scene that kind of happened and. Riker kind of looked like he wanted to bone Janeway because she's like, ah, oh, yes, the captain of the Voyager. Well, if you read Mosaic, which is the story written by Jerry Taylor about Janeway and her young life, when she was in the cat- the Academy, she had a date set up with Riker. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. But she canceled it last minute. Oh, well, she so could have. apparently he did want a boner when he was in the Academy. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's a new piece of information for me that is now entered into my headcanon that they totally would have fucked. <laughs> Can you imagine a ship with Janeway as captain and Riker as commander? Captain Riker, hello. Mm, I don't know. He's got a bit of charisma. It'd be like with Janeway as captain and Chakotay as commander. Yes. So it's what we have now. <laughs> True, but a bit more firepower. So, yeah, Tuvok wants to reproduce the confines in which uh, he was confined in. And they so they basically went to the comet. And there was a 
bit of dialogue from Q where it's like, you can live a normal life if you just live a normal life. And it's just like, that kind of resonated with me because it's something that I mm-hmm. guess would have been said to gay people. It's like, you can be normal. Just, yeah. just be normal. And I'm like, it's like, oh, that's kind of fair. My normal isn't your normal, damn it. Mm. I was like, oh, that's, that's a bit of a fucked up and comment honestly, to make. there's no such thing as fucking normal. You are who you are. I mean, yeah, you're gay. If you're gay, you can be a scarecrow to be pecked if you want to be pecked. Like, I mean, damn straight. Not my kind. Well, <laughs> I am not damn or straight. Or not straight. <laughs> <laughs> not damn straight. So, Janeway then says that she's done some research on different cultures and she can't really find anything that would um, say anything about suicide other than those that take it are either in pain or suffering or have some form of, um, I guess, in. she used the word infirm, which I'm not quite sure is the best so word. like debilitating disease. Yeah, yeah. But she says that she can't see that in Quinn, which is fair. Which is mm-hmm. fair. Or from the outset, you can't see it. And then Tuvok, when he's talking to Quinn in the mess hall, also can't see it either. But they do hatch a plan on how to win. What I did like in between now and then was we get a little captain's log or something from Janeway. And this is this is so her. Like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but I'm determined to find a third solution. That doesn't involve suicide or jail. <laughs> if anyone can do it, it's me. I will find the Jane way. <laughs> so we all know the answer to what decision or what comment that is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Back in hands down Jane way. So, yeah, she's tried to uh, convince Q that, hey, we can find another way around this. You can do this, that or the other. And saying that you may be a dickhead, you may be, like, awful and rude, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you found my one redeeming quality that he's not a liar. Which was cool. Yeah. You know? Everybody has to have at least one, I guess. And that's his. <laughs> but he wants to be ruled in favour of, obviously. So, effectively offers to take Voyager home, back to Earth. Well, he did for like a second. But wouldn't the yeah, I guess. But wouldn't like the things have picked up on? Oh, hello, neighbor. You attractive? No, you're not attractive. That's a disappointment. Do they have a giant ant head? (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's probably (laughs) yeah, yeah. They got balconies. So it's the ant queen. There's balconies. All the ants are showing up. Oh, he's, he's not attractive. Um, there's balconies in my property that look over onto the balconies of the property next door or and it's like why did you build them like this i don't have a balcony in this room it faces that it faces the other side so i'm like oh thank god for that but yeah now i'm just staring at a guy i'm not really not really sure but also people park in a visitor park near my bedroom and i'll walk around my bedroom with no clothes on Mm -hmm. because it's hot and I'm like, somebody's going to see in here one day because they're parking in the visitor park that they can see through my window. And I'm just like, well, oh, fuck you if you're going to be looking through my window. You can see me That's in all right. my... Don't look in my window, bitch. Yeah. Or they can just see me in all my dreadnought glory. It's not, it's not glory. It's 
more glorious at all. The anyway. intimidation of the dreadnought. <laughs> oh, oof. I'm moving on. <laughs> so yeah, back in the hearing, Tuvok basically wants to take Janeway and everyone to the actual continuum, which, you know, it's uh, ill-advised, but Janeway's like, we're going to do it anyway. Because let's face it, deep down, Janeway's like, well, I want to see this shit. Uh-huh. She's like, I want to be a part of this. Uh-huh. How do I get in? Uh, Janeway? Definite. For allowing it. Definite for allowing it. Oh, yeah. Yep. I think we know where this episode's going. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they take him to the continuum, which is cool because obviously we didn't see anything like this in TNG. And something that was comprehensible to Janeway and Tuvok is essentially a road in the middle of nowhere and a hick town, which has a dog and people dressed like, I'm assuming they did in America in those days. I don't know. Yeah, like the 20s or 30s, it looked like. Yeah, and you know, somebody playing a game, there's no time, there's no opening hours or closing hours for a shop, everything is just... Yeah, I want to play that pinball machine. Do you? Did you have anything weird about mm. it as well? I didn't really see. Mm. No school. the universe. Oh, because they, yeah, cause they've got control over everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're playing with the universe. And I, I would have picked a different game than Croquet. Yeah, croquet was a bit weird, but also I like croquet. Yeah. I haven't played croquet for ages. I want to get a croquet set. That's what I want to do. Well, there you go. I do, I do have grass as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the road is a road to everywhere, but it always leads back to the same spot. But everyone has done everything. There's nothing to say anymore. There's nothing to do anymore. Everything has been said, which... Is kind of sad. It is. It's very sad. And for someone like a philosopher, which Quinn supposedly was, that just means to him that there's nothing interesting for him anymore. There's nothing worthwhile for him to do. It's all, all been said. It's all been done. That also gives you insight into RQ and why he does the things he does. He's just looking to have fun. Yeah, and that's essentially what he says. He's right? freaking bored. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they talk about the rebelliousness of TNG Q, and, but now he's a born-again Q, which I kind of laughed at. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then they talk about Quinn's philosophical death view, how it scared and it high-frightened the continuum. So essentially because it was all different and scary, they locked him away. Just. You know, an allegory for something, probably. I thought it was. I thought it was interesting that he saw it as a way to help his people grow into something else. If everything's been said and done already, and the only thing to do is die, like, mm-hmm. how does that help them grow? I don't know, but he's he, he, in both of his speeches. He's like, "I'm doing this for my people." Yeah. So he feels that maybe just feeling the loss of him. I suppose. I suppose it will then provide an extra talking point for them and a way to grow mm-hmm. around the, that idea. Or idea, sorry. Which, spoiler alert, it does because then you end up with the Q Civil War. Mm-hmm. And a Q baby. Yes. Which, why didn't they have them before? That's just weird. I mean, they don't need to if they're immortal. That still doesn't stop, you know, See. things from happening. 
Yeah. He uses to Janeway this the similarity to being an explorer with nothing left to explore. So which would have really resonated with Janeway because, you know, what she's like. Mm-hmm. It'd be like a science boner, but you've got like science erectile dysfunction or something. There's like no is- science left. <laughs> And that the disease is immortality. And I'm like, oh, this is getting deep. Yeah. I can't write all this shit down. (laughs) (laughs) So we went back to the hearing and basically Tuvok rests their case. And we go to Janeway's quarters where she's having a nice old sleep. And then she turns over and cues in the bed. In her silky jammies. Which was quite funny. A little bit, you know, predator-like. But also. I just like that he was wearing a nightcap. It's because he's funny. That's just awesome. (laughs) Janeway tells him to leave, but it's sort of like he wanted her in a different way. Which, Which, I mean, really, being a Q, he 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 wouldn't have to ask, would he? No, he could just turn into a dildo. Or something. Mm. Yeah. A, A... vibrator or something yeah anyway so we go back to the hearing now because Janeway wants to deliver her verdict and she's conflicted it's a big call to make obviously she either is going to change up an entire society's belief system because you know she's letting someone become Mm -hmm. mortal and kill themselves but she also can't support the suicide of another that's not under a euthanasia sort of thing yeah like but she has to respect the rights of the individual, which I think she's made the right choice here. That is the right way. Yeah. Because granting asylum is essentially, she shouldn't think about how it affects everyone else. It's like, is this individual suffering? And she makes a determination that he is. Yeah, definite right way. Q doesn't like it, and but regardless, makes Q immortal anyway, or Quinn immortal anyway. Mm-hmm. And well, he made a deal. He made a deal, and he's not a liar. He's he keeps not a liar, deals. damn it. Exactly, and when she said she can't support forced immortality, like, that would be a really hard decision to try and make, because there's so many people that would want immortality. I would think they would want it until they get it. Yeah, I mean, after 200 years, they might be like, mm, okay, I'm a bit bored of life. What, constantly watching people that you've grown to care for, wither and die mm. and you're still here that's why it would suck being a vampire yeah maybe maybe the cure vampires that could be i'm just glad they don't sparkle vampires shouldn't sparkle. oh man can you imagine like a sparkling delancey <laughs> <laughs> as long as he has normal colored lips uh that'd, that'd be okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Janeway tries to convince that um, tries to convince Quinn that there's you know a new kind of existence for him to explore. He's mortal, etc. It's like, well, he's already done everything. Like, what's he going to explore? Getting a cold? But getting hurt, yeah. falling in love. I'm sure he could have done that. Is it cute? No. Uh, it seemed very you know no strings attached. I suppose it has to be if you're immortal and you're going to see them again. Well, yeah. So, I mean, you could actually foster a relationship with someone, fall in love and experience that. Mm. Okay. You feel the physicalness of it all. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, 
we get a little log that says that uh, he's now called Queen and everything's okay and they're trying to work out what to do with him. And Chakotay suggests stellar, t- stellar cartography. <laughs> and we can then, shut it down. <laughs> and it's like, well, he can pretty much shut down everything with what he knows. Mm-hmm. And then we get a really rapid ending to this episode. The Doc calls, tells J-May to come down to sick bay, and it turns out that he's taken Hemlock. And he dies. Oh, dear. Yeah. That was always going to happen. Tuvok asked, oh. though, which is a funny question, was just like, do you always carry fatal poisons with you because the replicators won't allow it? And the doctor's like, of course not. Who do you think I am? That and, and where it, would the doctor have gotten them from? Yeah. It's like, mm, strange. But then it helped. turns out that Q helped in the suicide because, you know, he believed it was the right thing and essentially was just like, you know what? I am fucking rebellious after all and good on him for mm-hmm. going around the status quo. He remind Q of who he really is. Which is a rebellious fucktard who likes to play around with people. Yes. Including 2022 showing of season two of Picard. Yes, which, oh, I'm sorry. If there is no mention of Rain Robinson in LA in 2024, I'm going to be pissed. I mean, that'll be a very, very... When was Future's End set? That was 1996, wasn't it? 1990-something, yes. So it could, I mean, she might so, I mean, get a mention. You could totally have Sarah Silverman. That could be interesting. You could have totally had her show up and just, it would be normal aging. It would be. Is Sarah Silverman still a big actress? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it would be yeah. interesting. I'm not sure, because was her memories wiped at the end of Future's End? They weren't, were they? So she remembers it all. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. And then that would be that would be a good little addition out of the blue. Mm -hmm. What about the Bell riots? Do you reckon this is going to have something to do with the Bell riots? Because weren't they in twenty twenty four? Pretty sure. So the the Watcher is going to end up being um, Brent Spiner, isn't it? The what? Weren't they told to look for the Watcher? Uh, I don't remember that. Something watchers, seekers, finder. I don't know. I don't remember that. No. I wonder if we'll get Admiral Janeway though. Uh, but also the Bell Riots <laughs> were in San Francisco, not LA. So. But Rain Robinson was in LA. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, perhaps you just you email Rick Berman. <laughs> like current. Like if this person. didn't happen, you people dropped the ball. <laughs> The balls. Yeah, no, it would be interesting to see if that happens. I doubt it will. Like, if it does, that would be a shock, but I highly doubt it. Still would have been awesome. <laughs> but, Suzanne, that's the end of Death Wish. That is the end of Death Wish. But we kept Quinn, didn't we? We kept Quinn in our season two rewrite. Good old. Fuck yeah. Fuck go, yeah. Listeners, remember to go back and listen to Chelix. Just because it's a good episode. <laughs> With an amazing title. <laughs> so our results for this episode are zero wrong way, two right way, and four Jane way. Woohoo, Jane way! Coming up, coming up uh, pretty fast on the Jane way decisions now, I reckon, for the end of season two, is uh, she really starts to take control. Yes, especially I, I see life signs heading that way too. 
I can't remember what Life Signs was about. <gasps> Dr. Pell. Oh, Dr. Pell. That's right. You reminded me last time. Yes. I reckon that could happen too. Find out next fortnight. <laughs> or whenever, whenever we're due to record. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for tuning in to us. We really appreciate all of you who listen to us talk shit, basically. Uh, we'd love Much. it if you'd subscribed and left us all the stars and leave us a review. Still waiting. Uh, Suzanne, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at kjaneway8 or at stainsass. And Liam, when you're not waiting patiently for those reviews to come pouring in, where can we find you? I'm at LS74656. Just remember to follow us on Twitter at the Jane underscore way. And you can find us on Facebook too at the Janeway Pod. Until next time, remember to keep doing things not the right way, not the wrong way, but the Janeway. Deactivate Holosuite.